everybody, and welcome to Retromania, a retrospective pro wrestling podcast where we romanticize, fantasize, watch, and review your favorite or not-so-favorite matches, events, feuds, and or storylines from your pro wrestling past. I'm part of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and as always, I'm joined by... Jimmy Price. And we are joined today by... Sean Golkowski. Yes, indeed, from Movie the Podcast and Mohol Radio. And yes. Also, <laughs> author of books. Yeah, of books. Yeah. Yes, name the books. Oh, like. one's called Ret Continuum. The other one I wrote under an assumed name for. It's called the Necronaut. Sweet, sweet. And you can find those at uh, uh, one space books you get and books. Then, yeah, yeah. Amazon. Yeah, look yeah. them up. Yeah. So we finally got you here. Where we're not on a theme, right? So it's your choice, and you picked. Sandman. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Well, I would have hated you if you picked Sandman. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you picked uh, Raven versus Tommy Dreamer from Wrestlepalooza 1997. Yeah. 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 I'm so. pretty excited. Because um, I used to. I, I might have talked about this a little bit the first time I was on, but I got TBS but didn't get USA for some reason on the cable package when I was a kid. So I was a big WCW fan. Okay. All the way to the end. Yeah. And then. Um, Raven was a character. It was like kind of right in my wheelhouse because I'm like you know 16, 17, 18, right around. He's playing to that audience. I think specifically yeah. kind of the the young teenage misfit. Yeah. So yeah. then through that, I was able to kind of go back into ECW because we didn't really have access to ECW at the time besides like you know VHS tapes. Yeah. I didn't have whatever weird fucking channel 656 they were on. At three a.m. Yeah. yeah. You had yeah. to be in certain markets, I think. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And usually we get a lot of Philly stuff because I remember when um. Because I'm old enough to remember when we didn't have a football team at all. I was in that lost generation. We always got the Eagles games because they were the next closest market. So we would get a lot of stuff from Philadelphia. Right. But this obviously was so small, I guess it didn't. Yeah. 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 So um, around this time, you're, you're, you're a fan of wrestling, of course, yeah. obviously. So you, you're watching more... WCW, you said? Yeah, pretty much exclusively until, I guess, until about 98. Like, we ended up getting USA eventually. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, with it being the biggest thing in the world, you're kind of watching both. I still kind of prefer WCW just because... That's what you're used to. Yeah. 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 Like, you're really attached to those guys, the flares and the stings. And, it, like, I wasn't aware of the WWF, like... I don't think, even now, I don't think they do as good of a job as celebrating their past prior to, like, 1995 as WCW, NWA has. Because it's like, they, there was nothing for them to go back, like, oh, here's, you know, when Nature Boy wrestled Wildfire, Tommy Rich, and blah, 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 right. blah. Like, uh, Jim Ross was probably a big part of it. Yeah. Every morning, Toy Round was a big part of it. There was, like, a long chain, but, like, it seemed like, and I still think it's like this, that... McMahon's almost embarrassed about the age of the company, like, so yeah. he just, like, refuses to acknowledge There's whole, like, it's, they talk about Bruno San Martino, and then basically nothing until Hulk Hogan. Right. Yeah. They'll show flashes of superstar Billy Graham right. cutting the one promo yeah. that, that, that he's famous for. Yeah. It's all the other stuff, I think, in WWF old, if I watch it, uh, it's boring, it's not that yeah. NWA, like... Catches catch can yeah. like there's moments of it. It's almost like we talk about a comparison now. Like the indies are just like 
Yeah. And WWE now is like it's that it's very very good. Don't get me wrong, but it's that same atypical. Like they have they have a paint by numbers. Yeah. Match. Right. Exactly. And I think what you said about Vince being embarrassed by the age of the company is a, is, a, is a solid point because that's one of the reasons they did away with numbering WrestleManias. Yeah. And like doesn't want the Wrestle doesn't want WrestleMania to be numbered anymore. Doesn't want it to be referred to as the granddaddy of them all anymore mm-hmm. because yeah. you know. God damn, that's old. Yeah, yeah. I'm not old. <laughs> not, not at all. I mean, he's gonna outlive all three of us. I mean, for sure, these guns. Fucking um, um, no, but like a, a perfect example, kind of how like they tend to bury their past. When Dusty died, they're going through all these promos, and there was he was doing like a a series against. I think it was against Superstar Graham. Yeah, they could be wrong. Matches. Where he does this this empty arena promo for WWE for or WWF, obviously at the time. Uh... That's fucking amazing. Like it's it's like hard times level promo, but they never talk about it. Like that whole like lost era of those guys. Because I mean, the they would travel back and forth from NWA. You know, a lot of them still had a decent relation with the old man. But it's just like yeah, they just totally whiffed on a lot of shit that they probably have in their library that you'd be really interested to see. Oh yeah, sometimes I catch glimpses in the rare gems, like where there's like good matches or like bits where they show a promo, where I'm like, oh wow. Yeah, but you yeah. really gotta dig for it. Yeah, it's like you want to see like yeah. the Hart Foundation versus the British Bulldogs, like that original incarnation. You gotta like way go into the thing to find it. I'm like nerd enough and like OCD, like I would love to work for that company just for the purpose of like chronologically ordering things to where you could watch it from the very beginning and then like go yeah, the whole saga like everything yeah. or you could pick a wrestler and pick his whole That's saga yeah. yeah or you could pick a wrestler and another wrestler and pick their sagas right. together yeah. like it uh, it needs to be a smarter but, database but like i'm a wrestling said, fan complaining about a smarter <laughs> <laughs> they're the only game in town so it's like they don't give a shit they, this they've had basically the same interface on here yeah since, you know, Christ was a boy, since so this network came out. <laughs> and fucking, it's like, it's so just cumbersome to navigate. Like, it's yeah. not as bad as, like, the new Hulu thing, which is, like, my personal fucking bugaboo, the new Hulu interface. But that's, I f- I'll do that for a I haven't cast. experienced it yet. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like, instead of, like, going to Hulu, like, or you go to Amazon, you pick a show, right? Yes. And it'll show you all the seasons. You go to Hulu, you pick the show. Oh, it's the fucking plays the newest one, right? right? And then you, hit, yeah. you have to hit square, but then to get to the other season, you have to hit left and then up instead of down because if you hit down I mean it's a whole like yeah. I don't know who did the QA on yeah that. yeah it's it's not good it's not <laughs> yeah. good at all please but yeah like I haven't I haven't uh, done fight pass but I heard the fight pass interface is a lot better okay cool but yeah it's just like it's so hard to find anything like they have shit on there like um, I love that the Rise and Fall WCW documentary they did that's a great one that is really but great. half the time it's not listed in the thing and first of all it doesn't even say documentaries which is fucking dumb to begin with right it's like Vault, or, yeah, or vault collections. original, yeah, it's beyond like, the ring, right? Yeah, yeah. Ah, there that's what it is. Yeah. Really but then it's not on there. But if you go type it into the search bar, it'll show up. I mean, it's just a fucking nightmare. It is. Yeah. Um, and it's like I, I I try to search for stuff, but then I get like I know it's on there, yeah, and then I can't find it. Like, like I specifically search for something, so like I'm like, this oh show. no, I have to fucking f- yeah, yeah. Like, it's like oh, it's got to be on there. Explain this show, yeah. And so it's like, oh, it's Russell Plews in 97. So you go to their pay-per-views and it's not there. And it's like, fuck. So you type it in and then it brings you to the two episodes of Hardcore TV that the show is on because you said it was like a VHS exclusive or something. Yeah, so they basically just aired it. This was right after Barely Legal, right before the next pay-per-view official that they would have. Gotcha. Uh, Russell Palooza basically um, was aired through June 10th and June... Uh, pfft, 
16th the next yeah. week. So, yeah. Yeah, or even, like, because you guys, I know you said you guys watch, like, World Class and shit on there. I don't know. I haven't been on there to check some of that stuff out in a while. When they first put uh, Mid-South on there. Yeah. It was, like, May 10th, 1972. June, 30th, yeah. June 30th, 1983. It's, like, what the fuck is going yeah. on with this? Like, yeah. just put them in fucking order. I would You love. own all of them. Why are you just, like, because it's. It's not even like, it's, oh, these are great. You know, this is uh, DiBiase, Spirit of 77, right. this whole saga. It's just like this one random episode, this other random episode. Like, Yeah, it kind of makes it hard to be a, a, a historic buff yeah. or like try to get into it if you only have like part one. Right. Exactly. Or, or part three. For Especially example. with those because it's like they're all super episodic storytelling. So it's yeah, like if exactly. you miss an episode of your fuck. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, what about recent wrestling? Let's start with you, Jimmy. Enjoying or not enjoying anything? Or um, yeah, I've been. I, I watched part of uh, what was the last one? Backlash. Yep. Yeah, Backlash. I, I saw part of it. Um, Probably I, the parts that everybody liked. Yeah, the good parts. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of like tuned out uh, toward the end. It was it was all right. Um, I uh, did go to SmackDown in Baltimore, oh, uh, was which that? was it was awesome. It was it was actually it was a really wrestling heavy show. Uh, Miz and Jeff Hardy kind of tore the house down to start out. So it's cool to see two guys who were, you know, been around for as long as they have continue to put that effort in. Right, that was a good match. Yeah, um, and did, seeing Daniel Bryan wrestle again after, you know, I, I never thought I'd see him wrestle again. So that was like, you know, worth the price of admission right there. Um, and uh, Daniel, um, AJ Nakamura put in a really solid dark match at the end. Like, okay, cool. It went longer than I thought, like solid like 10 minutes or so. What's it like sitting through? Because t- we listened to the, the I listened to like the post-wrestling show. And they're always talking about like how dead the crowd is during 205 Live. Yeah. What's that experience like going from the main show to 205 and then to AJ versus Nakamura? It's weird. It's weird. And I, I wish the crowd were more invested in 205 Live. Because especially on that particular episode, you had a killer match between um, uh, Buddy Murphy... Is it, it's Murphy or yeah, Buddy? Yeah, Buddy Murphy, Buddy and Murphy, Mustafa Murphy Ali. yeah, and Mustafa Ali. That was from that one. Killer match, one, killer right? match. I was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was marking out. Everybody in my section was kind of like. There's a couple guys who were kind of getting into it toward the end, but like everybody's kind of like snoozing through it. And so, um, in previous experiences, dark matches have been like super rushed, like less than five minutes. Uh, AJ and and Knock got a little bit of time. Yeah, but it is that weird like shifting of gears. A lot of people have already left. Um, yeah, it's Tuesday night, but there was a, you know, there was a, l- a little bit of a pickup in the energy, but it is definitely a weird, like, all right, we're just going to WWE title match now. Do they move everybody on the hard camera side after the show so it doesn't look empty or like, how does that work? Or do they not care? They don't care. Oh, yeah, okay. they, they really don't good. care. Yeah. They, they just kind of keep it tight for 205 Live, yeah. I think. And, you know. So keeping the theme alive, uh, you, you went with your your stepson. Yes, yeah. So you're the great stepdad now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, we always talk about stepdads on the show. Yeah, My so stepdad that, took me too. So, yeah, yeah, so I'm like I'm I'm that I'm that guy. It was his first wrestling show. How old is he? Is 13. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. Um, he had a lot of fun. So how did he enjoy? Like, what 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 is he a fan of? I, I like to pick the mind of a 13 year old. Maybe yeah. we can get him on the show. Yeah, I was I was actually thinking about that. He would he would freak out. He'd be happy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he um, he's just sort of getting he's gotten into it like really since I've been around. Like, because he wasn't really into it before, so I've started to watch stuff, and he's gotten into it. Um, he was very interested in like. Oddly enough, like the business side of it. Okay. Like I was explaining the whole dynamic of the McMahon family and like Triple H and like how that that whole power struggle is. It's fascinated by that. 
Um, really likes the Miz. Uh, nice. He's a big big Miz fan. Um, but yeah, he like he's like really like loving the energy of you know being there live and getting to chant because you know it's one thing to watch it you know watch it at home, but to be live at a show, it's kind of like you know the difference between you know listening to a record at home and, yeah. you know, and going to see a band live. So um, yeah, he had he had a blast and. Um, yeah, it was it was it was cool. It was a cool experience for me, like being like, all right, so I'm I'm an adult now, and it's I'm like taking kid, it's yeah. like yeah, it's like a weird full circle. <laughs> That's the next step with my brother. He's only yeah. eight, but yeah, yeah. I want to I want to do it. He's into it too. Awesome. So. That's yeah. what. That's the show I want to see you talk about. What you said the two is the keeping up with the McMahons. I want to see yeah. that fucking <laughs> like that's yeah. the show I want. That would be yeah. awesome. <laughs> Triple H walk around not being able to sneeze all fucking day <laughs> <laughs> or yawn. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's a sign of weakness. Exactly. <laughs> um, Sean, what about you? Keeping up or... Yeah, but it's like... Man, is the WWE product fucking boring. Like, we were talking about it in the kitchen earlier. It's like, if you would have told me five years ago, it's like a final battle is going to be AJ versus Nakamura in Chicago. It's like, let's leave right now. Yeah. Like, now it's like, oh, AJ versus Nakamura four times in a row. It's like, I'm not even remotely interested. How do they make like, that match boring? It's like, yeah. they've got the... Best roster in the history of professional wrestling, basically, just from like a technical standpoint. It's like they're just like, look at SmackDown alone. Yeah, it's like a super hot chick with the personality of like a wet carpet. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's, it's like all the pieces are there, but it's just like, oh, this is so boring. Yeah, you know, it's AJ versus Knock, and the you know the undercard's got Daniel Bryan on it, and this and that, and it's just like I'm fucking just bored to tears. Yep. But every wrestling promotion out, even TNA, like is more of an interesting show to watch. Mm -hmm. Like, and not even just from a car crash thing, at least they're like, try They've got different shit on there. Right. ROH is on fire. Yeah. And fucking like, New Japan, best super juniors just started. ROH now is in a position where it's like, they don't have to worry about losing everybody to WWE because half of them don't want to fucking go there anyway. Yeah. Which is an odd thing for them. Like to not just basically be a minor league team for the WWE. It's like, they're, Obviously not going to be on that level ever, yeah. but like they're a functioning, thriving territory. Yeah, we we spoke of that before the show too. Of like the group specifically, the Gaijins, the the Young Bucks, yeah. Kenny Omega, Adam Page, Cody, especially like and Stephen Amell doing that all in show. Yeah. Like oh my god, they. Like, you see, um, did you guys watch Being the Elite? No. no. Okay, so the episode where they got the news, where they sold out, you could just tell, like, they were really proud of their accomplishment. They knew, they believed in themselves, and they could do this. And now they're working with Billy Corgan and NWA yeah. in a way, which is kind of like, they could almost have their own promotion. Yeah. Um, not, to, not to say that they would want to leave... I mean, maybe they could do like a subcontract with ROH or New Japan, yeah. but you know, don't want to stretch themselves thin. But there's no way that they want to go to WWE. No, and ROH no. is making money because like the the TV company owns the fucking show, so they're paying basically nothing for it. Yep. Like, so it's not like they have to sell out every fucking place they go or whatever. And yep. I know flying all those boys back and forth from Japan is probably not very cheap. But no, right. no. If, if if I have one complaint with that show, it's that like I feel like they rely too heavily on Japan. Yeah, but. I mean, I like the cross. Yeah, 
promotion of it, but you're right. Like ROH stars alone by themselves, it's just like what the addiction. Yeah, yeah, it's been Dalton a little. It's, it's been a little. Yeah, I do love me some Dalton. Castle. Me too. I don't me like too. him as the champ though. Like what's been going? Like this yeah. run is like not a. Well, because the the real championship of ROH is the IWGP Heavyweight Championship is the yeah. problem. True, like. true. Um, yeah. Anything else? Just uh, I mean, that's a, it's 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 a story an historic uh, accomplishment that they had. Like I think they said it's been you know twenty years since you know anybody any wrestling promotion in the United States has sold a you know ten thousand seat arena. So uh, it's huge, and I'm I'm intrigued to see what they do. I like the story with Cody going after the NWA title with the yeah. history there and his dad. I think it's. Have you watched any of that NWA stuff? I have. Yeah, I've seen. I saw a few of the early ones when Tim Storm was still the champion, and like they've somehow found a way to make Tim Storm interesting. Okay, which is like, you know, bonkers because yeah, he's like he's like a, now it's Nick Aldis yeah, as the yeah, champion yeah. who was Magnus. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and Tim Storm did a good job. He yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. And those documentaries that they did at the beginning, I only caught a few of them. There was like two or three episodes but they were pretty slickly produced right like i saw kobe it's like a real kind of like georgia championship wrestling show it's like real story heavy exactly yeah yeah Yeah. i'm interested to take a look because as we spoke about i'm not watching any wwe i listen to post wrestling for that um and the only thing i actually i lied because you did say, will you watch NXT? That's the only thing yeah. I do watch consistently yeah. because that is good. Yeah. But even some episodes you know are going to be yeah. filler. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's easy to watch while I'm hour. folding clothes yeah. or washing yeah. uh, the dishes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick. So CM Punk was announced for the signing on yeah. the weekend of All In. Do you guys think he will wrestle? Would you be excited to see him wrestle? Do you care? How do you? What do you feel about? I that? find that guy personally repellent, so I don't really <laughs> care. Like yeah. I feel like I would not enjoy being around him. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if he even gets along with those guys that well. I mean, I know he's friends with the Young Bucks, but on to on what level? Right. Uh, yeah. As far as business, maybe if he makes an appearance as. Bernard the business bear. Yeah. Like if yeah. he takes his the hat off and that's him, that's kind of cool. And they yeah. end it for there and then it's a cliffhanger for another show. Yeah. Because yeah, he's got a fight. That's right? going to say. Like, what's yeah. his, when is his fight? Do like you know? that's this soon. month. Yeah. Like next month. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to save up all his energy to get pounded into a fucking fine oh. paste on UFC. Yeah. yeah we'll see. <laughs> How's his competitor looking? He's some Jay Barone, but he's probably been training martial arts since yeah. he was like seven. You and, know what I mean? And they both got beat by the same guy, yeah. right? So that's sort of the story of that fight. I mean, fight. keep your phone on you because if he gets another fight, they might be calling one of us because they got to throw somebody in there with him. <laughs> I was thinking of the shower wrestling thoughts. Jabroni. Yeah. Is that like, was that carny term for jobber? I, I think so. You yeah. know, and then The Rock took it. Yeah. Well, I think the Sheik was he he brought it back to the locker room. He I think that was his that was he he was the one that sort of reintroduced it. Right. Um and then you know Rock, you know, took it and ran with it on camera, of course, but Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a that's a Sheiky Sheiky yeah. baby. Sheiky but the whole CM Punk thing like that chant, like I don't even think it's like everybody really that interest in punk it's just basically the i'm bored chant you know what i mean it's become the i'm dissatisfied yeah i, I hate the chant yeah i think and it's when he appears, so disrespectful it would just be a fucking like flash in the pan yeah. like oh he's back and that's it yeah like 
it's like at like because they would bury him right away. His it's last nothing. like year or so, I guess he was disinterested or whatever. But his matches, <laughs> he looked bad. Like his yeah. offense looked really soft and like you yeah. could just tell he didn't. Also, care. it didn't didn't help that he was working with like Ryback and yeah. uh, right Michael McGillicuddy. Right. <laughs> the best thing he had was that <laughs> I forgot his name. What did they call? Uh, what, uh, Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel. <laughs> when they had that thing in Seattle, was it in Seattle where they, or was it the week after where they had that big pushing match and Triple H like really shoved them hard? You see that look in his yeah. face and he starts getting his shit back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the best thing that he did that whole year. Yeah, and, and like the the blend between him and Daniel Bryan working against the Wyatts at yeah. the end. Um, or the shield or whatever right. they yeah. did. And they were but, both in handicap matches. And yeah, I was like, hmm. But I thought the direction that they were going was for him and Daniel Bryan to meet at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like face versus face type thing. Yeah. But yeah. one would go heel. Right. Obviously, yeah. um, CM Punk bailed. And then all of a sudden, Daniel Bryan gets a hot moment. Like, yeah. yeah. Now, if he did come back and they put him right on SmackDown, which they wouldn't, but if they did, I mean, he could run SmackDown. Like, they're listening to the guy cut promos all day. You got Joe over there. You got a lot of shit you and could do. And then there's do. the story with Daniel Bryan. Like, Daniel Bryan became <laughs> the guy because yeah. he left. Yeah. And you could and go Punk with could a come good back story. as a, in, like, that could turn him heel. Like, I feel like Daniel Bryan is that guy who could turn anybody in the company heel. Yeah. Like, yeah. But that sucks for Bryan, too, because he's such a good heel. Like, oh, God. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's yeah. smarky. Yeah. yeah. Apparently they're saying on uh, SmackDown, I didn't see it, that he brought the fucking heel hook out, like, oh, took yeah. from Minoru Suzuki. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as yeah. A, yeah, finisher, yep. Okay, Sean, so uh, let's let's talk about why you picked this match. Um, any Anything that came up? Well, because I panicked because I was driving. I'm like, what's the thing I could think of the fastest? <laughs> now I was going to pick something because I know you guys are getting ready to do the, uh, the kind of Iron Sheik title era. So I was like, well, what? A, I don't know that much from there, but I want to do something that, like, because we're talking about kind of just the lack of storytelling in the current product. I'm like, let's do something that had, like, a really good story to it. And ECW was kind of known for their big overarching storylines. They always had, like, one main story. Mm-hmm. And then the Dudley boys, you know, insulting your mother and whatever <laughs> was going on at the time. Right. But this was, this was like, a years-long story. The The... You know, Raven the Giant that Tommy Dreamer could never slay. But he's also the reason Tommy Dreamer got over. Because we were talking about earlier when Dreamer was a, just a regular old baby face dressed in his uh, Cien Almas outfit. Yeah, and, and like the chubby Cien Almas. Yep. Yeah, and everybody hated him. But then when Raven came in and just tormented this guy and just beat the piss out of him. And he's just come back for more, come back for more. That's when people really started getting behind him. Mm-hmm. True baby face in Tommy Dreamer, for yeah. sure. And uh, I think he came up short two or three times yeah. against uh, Raven. And, uh, yeah, fought his heart out each time. Yeah, and Raven's never been, like, a Dean Malenko, but he was competent and, again, a good storyteller, good, like... I'll tell you what, some of those matches that he did with Chris Benoit yeah. and uh, DDP when they had their, like, three-way feud. Yeah, my favorite Benoit that. match is still the one he had with Daniel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Oh man, that's the, that's the real casket match. But <laughs> um, Kobe, you're like you're you're holding Buddha. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm, I'm like, like you're too. You're like sorry. Some fucking like no. Like you just need some comfort right now. Yeah, I don't listen to that. I wish. Don't I wish I could remember where I saw it, but it's some dickhead. 
made a gif of like it was like Smackdown here comes the pain where you can have casket matches they did a creator wrestler of just this oh. kid in his underpants and his Ben Wall throwing him in the casket <laughs> so messed up yeah um yeah nonetheless this is um this is a good match Jimmy any thoughts on this feud or match or anything on Raven or Tommy yeah so I uh sort of late to the late to the game on ECW because I didn't have access to any of it um, but I got acquainted with the you know the history of the company in this feud in particular through like the documentaries that came out around 2005. Uh, WWE of course did their Rise and Fall, which is great. But then there's also another one that was independently produced called uh, Forever Hardcore. Yeah. you've seen that one. Yeah. yeah, that one that one is is also is that the one where it's really good, but they can't use any footage. They can't. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've got like all of, like you know the talking heads. And... Yeah, but and like they're you know it's more of like a shoot style. So yeah. it's it's Sweet. more it's more real and there's no spin on it like WWE would want you to have. But yeah, that's a great story. I love like the sort of anti-hero slash villain that Raven is, you know, going after the jock and like popular kid in high school and Tommy Dreamer. Like I like that aspect of it a lot. Um, and yeah, it's just a great overarching story like you guys were saying. Yeah. 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 Raven was doing an interview one time and they were talking about how people would start to, especially that crowd would connect with Raven. Then you'd have to think of something more fucked up to do. Like, yeah. Steal your kid or I'll crucify you. Yeah. Or like he did a thing with the flock where it was like, every time somebody would get near him, he'd throw all these dudes in front of him. And that's something with the current product we don't see anymore. Cause it used to be like, I mean, you guys are more familiar with this stuff, but like the Heenan family, like to get to yeah. whoever the, the top of the Heenan family was, you had to fight through all these fucking guys. Big in the stables. stables. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But now they could probably go back to having a couple stables. It wouldn't hurt them. I can't think of any stables that have more than like three members. Yeah, yeah it's hard. Yeah. New Japan does it really well, yeah, too. Yeah, everybody in New Japan's in a stable. Yeah. Yeah, except for some of the faces. I mean, they're like in the New Japan stable. Yeah. You know, yeah. but so, even then, they're scattered about here and there. I think but, I'm yeah. in chaos. Like. <laughs> I think um, I think they do that really well. Like you, you, you kind of know what's going to be set up, but at the same time, you don't know who's going to split off or yeah. splinter off or like have a f- in feud. Like now, they're doing it really well with the um, Suzuki Goon going after Chaos yeah. and then Suzuki Goon going after Bullet Club. Like that was pretty cool. Like yeah. they came back strong from Noah. You need a pecking order. Yeah. Like, and your pecking order can't just be Roman Reigns. Which, before we get started, real quick, can we talk about? And I, I read this. You probably read this too. Is that Vince thinks he can use the Daniel Bryan push on Roman Reigns as like fighting from underneath? Yeah, it's not working. Why though? Does he have that memento disease where he has to take pictures of everything because he can't remember what happened the day before? And they did Roman versus the Authority two yeah. years ago, and they, yep. nobody gave a shit. Remember, like, Sheamus was the champion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he punched Vince. Yeah. Roman needs to be the guy that, you know, the guy that all the girls want to be with him and all the guys want to be him. And he's just right. out with, like, yeah. just a just a pile of bitches with him dude, all the time. Dude, and dude, just, like... Fucking pop that shirt off. Yeah, because he must <laughs> have, like, a Jericho tit or something yeah. or, like, a quaddo. They're just <laughs> afraid that he might be too wide, like, you know, like, he's Uso built. Yeah. I don't know, but why not put, like, a Samoan dynasty together? I'm shocked together. they didn't put a yeah. shirt on Samoa Joe. Uh, they probably care. suggested yeah. it. And he told him to go <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, you go put the yeah. shirt on him. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie McMahon said, "Put the shirt on." <laughs> like fucking threw it back at the. Oh, you go back there. Then... He's got Stephanie in the coquina clutch. <laughs> <as a> shoot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, why not have like a super Samoan like stable? Yeah. Like the Authors of Pain, the Usos, and fucking Joe. Yeah. Joe and, well, yeah, or Roman. Yeah. yeah. But well, no, Roman but and Joe. Joe could be kinda... his heater. You know, you could yeah. be like the, the, the diesel. Right. Yeah. Cause that's, I think that's something that gets over huge is when you got a big tough guy and he has a bodyguard like right. he's also a pussy. <laughs> yeah, they don't, like we spoke of before, they don't do the managers or bodyguards no. or like or or uh, what do they call them? The plus ones or the seconds? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, too many times. Yeah. So all right, let's uh, let's get into this match. Um, you can find this on the WWE Network if you want to watch along with us. We are going to watch. Tommy Dreamer versus Raven from Wrestlepalooza 1997. You're going to search in the WWE Network search bar, Wrestlepalooza, and it'll come up on Hardcore TV episode 216. This is June 10th, 1997. And if you don't get Wrestlepalooza, it's a reference to a concert from 100 years ago. (laughs) Or maybe you saw the Hullabalooza episode of The Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa Palooza. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we're going to count down five, four, three, two, one. Zero is when you click. So do zero in your head and click play. We're at the marker at six, six minutes and 29 seconds for this episode of Hardcore TV. And we're going to start the match. Let's count down, guys. Ready? Yeah. Yep. All right, five, four, three, two, one. Right. Oh, very extreme. Beulah. Yeah. She was hot for the for the time, right? Oh, would still smoosh. Yeah. I love that she still looks great, and Tommy just keeps getting fatter. (laughs) (laughs) Are they still together? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's always uh, prone to swarthiness to begin with, but I mean, he just looks like he's wearing a wetsuit these days. Yeah. He should change. He should change his catchphrase from "I'm hardcore" to "I'm lardcore." <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched any House of Hardcore stuff? I haven't. I haven't. I've seen. I haven't either. Yeah. I've seen um, old school wrestling review. They did the House of Hardcore uh, review of it. Yeah. But that was it. Um, honestly, like, it's hard for me to get into. Hardcore wrestling, like ECW, was nice because there were stories. But yeah. even sometimes it's just like, you know, the fucking match starts out of nowhere. Like you know, like s- sort of weird stuff that they do. Like CZW, like yeah. that chaos is kind of like I don't know. I- I'm more of a structured yeah. type of. Yeah. yeah. Tommy Dreamer's got the early '90s beach girl tall butt. Raven, I love the pose too. Yeah, the original. Everything about that guy. Yeah, I wish I'd seen his uh, ROH shit with Punk because I heard that's good too. Yeah, that we'll was... have to do something about yeah. that. We should all watch that one. That was a great feud, and it was cool. Like it's kind of like a full circle thing because Punk sort of took the torch from from Raven to being that like you know anti hero in the yeah. Indies. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, that Straight Edge Society was like just a straight riff on. Definitely, and he took a lot of inspiration from him. I think uh, he got bonus points for that, but yeah. Raven didn't mind that either. No. You know, um, Raven's an interesting guy. He's funny on shows when he's on podcasts. Oh yeah, the yeah. one on Stone Stone Cold. Oh, I didn't hear was, that one. I've heard it on no, Jericho a couple times. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, 
Vampiro and Stone Cold. That was a that yeah. Was that a good was interesting. One. Vampiro just lying out his face for like an hour and a half. <laughs> A blow up doll. Does anybody know what size their ring is? Because that is tiny looking. Like I know the WWE is like twenty like by twenty. Eighteen by eighteen. Oh, commercial break. All right. That's where they're trying to sell you a yeah. calendar of the ECW girls. Who is that dude? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if he's just like an anonymous flock member or if he was an actually a. This is pre-flock, but yeah, yeah oh, like yeah. pseudo, you know, pseudo ECW flock. Yeah. A lot of starter jackets in the crowd for this. <laughs> Definitely 97. And Rick Rude's on commentary, too. Oh, yeah. You forget that guy was fucking everywhere. That Was that the year this he was, was on? This is yeah. We covered this in um, Origin of Attitude, basically. This is right almost around the time where he comes in. Yeah. Um, where he's on yeah. Nitro and Raw like the same week or something. Well, that's, that's a little later okay. in 97. That's November or October. Um, but yeah, or December, one one of those, it, after the screw job, basically. You know, one thing that's always interesting about ECW shows is they're, like, very ethnically diverse in the audience, oh, which yeah. isn't something you always get, but I notice that indie shows, that's starting to come back, too, you go see ROH, it's like a real diverse crowd. Yeah. Definitely when they were in Baltimore a lot. Yeah. I always wanted to go to one of the ROH Baltimore shows. There you go. Bushy! I think they're coming back soon. Yeah, um, I forget. I forget what the date is, but yeah, they we'll have to uh, attend. Yeah, we saw um, Death Before Dishonor. I think it was whatever the last pay per view they had. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! This match don't count. <laughs> this match don't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like totally this matters. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And years later, when they're older, yeah, none of it will matter. It's like, get it. Hey, we're talking about it. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Tommy Dreamer could take a beating. Yes. <laughs> it's like his main skill. That's how he got over. <laughs> yeah. Um, Have you guys ever been in this arena? Yes. No. Okay. Yeah, I've I been since been. they remodeled yeah. it. We saw ROH tapings there, and it's really nice. Yeah. But TJ went there when it was still a shithole. Yeah, I haven't been. I, I think I went like around. I saw a CZW show there in like '06, and that was before that. It was it was still like a, in all of its shitty glory. Um, <laughs> that day road is a fucking mess. We went to yeah, it a, is. a Rite Aid down there. It looked like it was like the land that time forgot. Like all the fishes <laughs> from like the '80s. Yeah, I haven't been since the remodel. Apparently, it's a lot nicer now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a real. Ve- it looks like a tiny ram's head or something. Okay, right now. cool, cool. I feel like it lost some of the spirit. Yeah. Probably. I was surprised, like, how... Like, I knew it was going to be small, but I was surprised, like, how fucking small it was. I was like... Yeah, I took a piss next to Moose in there, and he was in his gear. Like, that was awkward. Nice. (laughs) I realized how fucking big that guy is, although his name should have gave it away. I wonder what's going through Rude's head. I know he's getting paid, but he's like, probably like, what the fuck is all this? Yeah. I wonder if this is in-studio commentary, too. Oh, you think? Yeah, because they did that a lot yeah. with ECW. They were a lot, They were a post-edited show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the rise and fall of uh, ECW 
documentary. I love that shit because it has the cut of Shane Douglas going, I kicked your leg into oblivory. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than Own Hearts. I kicked your leg out of your leg. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Have you guys, speaking of CM Punk, have you ever heard him on the Cabana? You know when Cabana has the worst wrestling promos ever or whatever? Oh, worst promo ever? Yeah. 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 Punk does the whole Jeff Farmer one. I didn't hear him do it, but I love that Jeff Farmer. Yup. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, Motley Cruz, you got me in a bad way. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's what Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are doing. Yeah. Like, that's so fucking brilliant. Oh, ouch. He took that, like, just right on the point of his own. Right? Yeah. Not good. He's probably telling the ref, fuck, I fucked my elbow. <laughs> Francine. Yeah, so if you came looking for, like, a Malenko-Guerrero kind of technical spectacle, you're going to miss out a little bit. Yeah, that's the only lucha you're getting right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a... <laughs> Tommy's busted open. The only thing flipping is the guardrail. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I miss those old school guardrails, though. Me it's too. about that clatter it made. Yeah. The clanging. Yeah. I mean, New Japan still has it. Yeah. Uh, Jericho fucked up um, Naito with it. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, when you mean when Jericho came out looking like fucking Edward Furlong as the crow? Bushy! Bushy! <laughs> yeah, I love I love like New Japan crowds. Yeah, I wish American crowds were like that. What quiet? Yeah. Cena, <laughs> Cena. <laughs> I just yeah, it would, you know? be, it would be great. It would be great if they if like they stopped trying to get themselves over for yeah. yeah. Rick Rude probably spent more time at the gym the morning of this show than this whole roster did the whole run of the company. <laughs> What's the guy's oh, name? Shit. It's the Crow and uh, who? <laughs> yeah, you can tell he fucked his elbow. Yeah. No pads yeah, here. Bill Watts is running ECW. <laughs> Was oh, that an concrete? airbrush shirt to the left? Or? Probably. The concrete's the hardest part of the floor. Love the, ECW. the John LeClaire. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Prodigy loves by the Burger ECW. King crowd. <laughs> uh-oh. I don't remember if they spend any time in the ring whatsoever. I think they must have, because I think there's a pinfall in this match. Yeah, they eventually do. This is where the crowd starts to chant, can't see shit, can't see shit. (laughs) Just a fucking horrific blade job on Raven over there. Near the snack bar. Why are there people up there? Why not? (laughs) I mean, I guess that's the thing about that arena is like anywhere you sit, somebody's gonna wind up jumping through something or other right, right next yeah. to you. So there's Eric Lindros. Thanks for that contemporary sports reference, Joe. Thanks. 
people are still crazy for it. I mean, yeah, they're tearing it up at this point, nineteen ninety seven style. Yeah, yeah. But not only that, like, well, it was still kind of it's a novel. blood feud. Yeah, that was a thing. It, there was a reason that it got to this point. It right. wasn't just like those WCW hardcore matches. Oh god, those are the worst. Yeah. Someone got a sweet Polaroid right yeah. there. Raven, holy Don't shit. Don't shake it. Dude. Shake it. I want to see that picture. Yeah! Well, there's fat Matt Taven in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Matt Taven's our... Yeah. Uh-oh. Here's that... Uh, what's that? The, is he going to do the, the even flow? Oh, no. The, oh. Uh, brutal. Love it. And yeah. he just fucking took it all That's chest a move and you face. never see anymore. Is that drop Russian toe hold or whatever? Because we don't make plastic chair. Well, they don't buy plastic chairs yeah. like that anymore. But, God, I wish they did. Oh, Ooh. elbow to the dick's always a good way to end a fight. Yep. <laughs> just tap. <laughs> yeah, that'd be it for me. <laughs> That's what the finish of AJ and Nakamura is going to be. <laughs> One's going to tap because he's just getting kicked in the balls oh, so many times. Just, his balls are just like <laughs> flat like an envelope. <laughs> oh, shit. This could be dangerous. It seems like they've been sweating a lot, but no, that's just fans pouring shit all over. Oh, yeah. Them. It's yeah. like... Like I, and the I know spot. it's part of the show, but like that's got to get irritating after a while. People are just fucking throwing shit all over you. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. We always talked about the ECW count. I think we did before. The yeah. ECW count was pretty consistently fast. Yeah. One, two, three. Like, real quick. Yeah, I feel like it gets you into it a little bit more. Like, yeah. it sells the false finishes a little Oof. bit better. Tommy Dreamer with possibly the worst DDT in the history of the business. <laughs> not bad, though. Pulled it out of nowhere. Do not enter the dreamland. I've seen a video where Dreamer did this exact same thing once before. Really? Oh. Ricky did his homework. Yeah. Oh. Rick Rude, noted tape trader. <laughs> <laughs> you got any of them Ricky uh, Dozan matches? <laughs> and that's not a normal sign. It's a do not enter sign. <laughs> oh, we got a bleep. They're really weird about the way they censor these shows. Yeah. Sometimes they don't and sometimes they do. Yeah. Oof. Ever since Beautiful, the pile driver though. was banned, like now it seems it was so commonplace back then. Now yeah. it feels like it's got a lot more weight to it again. Yeah, and it should. Yeah. Um, I still remember when Punk broke it out on Cena that night. Oh, yeah. And they like both got fined for it or whatever. <laughs> I, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it yeah. popped me. It worked. Yeah. I mean, that, I think they need to do that with, with moves more Ooh, often. Ooh, okay. Oh. Uh, we have a new contender for the worst DDT in the history of the business. <laughs> Oh, oh. The Raven just I think gave him just, a double I think blow. He just fingered her butt. <laughs> <laughs> she caught her right in the sphincter. Tommy sphincter. <laughs> Total annihilation. But yeah, you're right. They don't they don't use it enough in WWE. Uh, oh. oh, 
It's a lot of dick trauma this month when shit yeah. we're watching. Yeah, we... I, I appreciate that they good, wait till... Good theme. <laughs> it's the year of the nutshot. Yeah. Oh. I do appreciate ECW that they... Ooh. Um, I forgot Raven could go a little bit. The uh, waiting till their shoulders are actually down before they count, because that's something that's really bad in WWE. Is like they're counting their shoulders aren't anywhere near the mat. Yeah, it's going down with the move. You're right. I wonder what he said here. (laughs) Just the what? What sort of? Perverse, yeah. Proverb Rick Rude just dropped on. You're going down on the ground. I bet you wish they were going down on you, <laughs> Joey. I wish I could eat that girl's cunt, don't oh, you? <laughs> right on my mustache. <laughs> Apparently, Rick Rude, uh, oh. Stone Cold, is a big fan of reefer. That I had no idea. Really? They used yeah, to like nice. live together on the road and just smoke a weed nonstop. It's always interesting for me oh. being a stoner yeah. to uh, hear. Which ones were stoners? Yeah, which Rick Rude was not. Guys? If they were like, hey, pick one guy from that yeah, era. Right? That would not be. Uh... Uh-oh, we get a ref spot in the ECW Ooh, is... matches, which seems like <laughs> stupid. Right. Like, you know, like, what? Well, now they can cheat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, Louis Spicoli. Oh, IP. Yeah. Madonna's <laughs> boyfriend, Louis Spicoli. Mm-hmm. There's a DDT. Los... Uh, Gringos Locos. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wedgie the ref. Get a lot oh, of no. these fucking workout slacks that they're all wearing. Yeah. Like, where did they get these things? Talk about kickout mania. Yeah. There's more kickouts than a dance routine in this match. Oh, we'll actually get to see an actual... God, he just never could get that right. There oh. we go, the even flow. I love the rip-off music, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that Stevie Richards, or who is that? I think oh, so, in the okay. leather jacket. Because he just didn't look himself earlier when we were saying, who is that flock member? Because he had the hat and shit yeah. on. Oh, we're going to see a real Death Valley driver. Mm. Like, could Cena not adapt the A into just a regular Death Valley driver? Right? Is there some kind of injury history with that move I'm unaware of? Maybe Nick. Thank you. Well, Rick's over there just Rick, pounding Rick brownies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. It's probably just high as hell. Like, I will never forget that now. Just, this crowd's ready for it. Two. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Well, he finally nailed a good DDT yeah. at the end and saved it for a himself. Stone Cold probably have a conniption watching no, this match. <laughs> now he hates the fucking death of the DDT. It is a kind of a shame that they've killed it off because it's such a, like a simple yet effective looking move. Yeah, especially the way the young guys take it, where they go totally vertical. Yeah, I mean Alexa Bliss is the only one allowed to do it. Yeah, she's choicey uh, about that. So then we get the aftermath here, the lights out, and the return of Pitbull number two. <laughs> <laughs> RVD. Yeah. Oh! It's not a return. It's just, well, this was the feud going on with WWF at the time. Right. Where Jerry the King Lawler was involved. Uh, we'll look at the lights going out again. I miss Alfonso, man. 
annoying as hell, but much needed. Oh, yeah. For the characters. I love, man. Rob Van Dam always had a kind of rap on him for being a bad promo, but he had some really strong promos. In ECW, right? Yeah. When him and Jerry Lynn had that feud, awesome. Yeah. Sabu. Oh! Tag team partner of RVD. Um, This is also part of the Didn't they train together, too, when um, they were younger? Yeah. They were trained by the Sheik. Yeah, and they got arrested together, yeah, too. Well, so. so this is where we get the um, Raven kind of half-ass helping Tommy, but uh, later on we will get uh, the next pay-per-view. Raven and Tommy Dreamer actually teaming up oh, wow. to go against uh, Sabu and um, RV. When does Raven leave for WCW? I thought it was after this. It was a little bit after oh, okay. this. It was the next one. And he's not there as long as I remember either. Yeah. What's he there for like a year, two years, and comes back? A year or so, and then comes back short-handedly, and then uh, <laughs> goes right back to, to WWF. <coughs> and this is why Jerry the King Lawler's here, yeah. because it's that running feud. Uh, yeah. And he's talking trash. Yeah, they're <laughs> extremely crappy wrestling. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Sabu and... Uh, RVD were like, we're better than this ECW. Like, you know, that's why yeah. they, they were on his side in a way. You should do the uh, Cena-Sabu match one time just because. Oof. How many teenage girls did they have to pay Lawler to show up at this thing? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take 13 of you girls. <laughs> All right, so that's that match. Now everybody in the room comes in. Yeah. yeah. Um... Well, Poor that, RVD man, he didn't. He got divorced. Didn't even get to keep his dog's ashes. Apparently, his wife took him. Oh, Jesus, what? that's yeah. that's low. She's like, you're gonna smoke them. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that match. We'll end it there. Um, any thoughts on that? That was pretty cool. Nice intenseness for what you can see on TV. I don't know if they edited any of the match. I'm not sure. Uh, shortened it some. It didn't but, seem uh, like it, now. Yeah, there was just the one break, and it was right right at the beginning. It's yeah. another one of those things, I'm sure you guys run into it, not as much because you cover like a whole era, but like when you run into shit out of context, it's kind of like, mm. yeah, like it can be. It can seem a little flat, but if you were watching this, you know, in a series, I think correct. that finish probably would. Yeah, correct. Maybe we'll have to do series of things, but I, I mean, I, we told the story beforehand, uh, we build up the context yeah. for it, but yeah, this is definitely a good, um, I think one of the better matches that they had. Raven, a guy who's only ever won one world title, I think. He won the NWA title when they were doing, when TNA. it was NWA TNA, yeah, when they are yeah. doing the pay-per-views, but he only had it for a very short time. He was never ECW champion? I don't believe so. If he if he was, it was like for a very short period right before he left. Um, okay. I, I honestly forget whether or not he was. Um, but yeah, it was sort of like a... Um, that match sort of represents not like a high watermark for ECW, but definitely one of those nights that like when like original ECW fans look back, it's like, oh yeah, I was there the night that that Tommy Dreamer finally beat Raven. Like the, right. the pop at the end of that. Oh match. no, he was ECW Heavyweight Champion twice. I'm sorry. Okay. Wow. You never won one of the two big ones. Okay. When was he champion? It says. Uh... I don't know. We have to go to the, okay, the lineage so, on WWE.com. Uh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, but go on. So, yeah, it, like you say, a good watermark for ECW. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and just a, like, you know, classic feud, sort of a, you know, 
a defining feud, you could say, for, yeah. for ECW and what, what they were doing in 1997. So, And both guys would continue that feud throughout different promotions as well, which is interesting. Like, they'd have a match again in WWF, a little series feud. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then they'd do it in that, that House of Hardcore or whatever. Or in TNA, they brought it back as well. Dreamer also has one of my favorite nicknames ever. The Innovator of Violence. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that name. It's so fucking sticky. But like, it's is it a... for him? Like, is he the Innovator of Violence? No. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it's a great nickname. Yeah. yeah like, Sounds cool. Yeah. Um, well, Sean, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for picking this match. That was a fun one. We'll have to get you back on for another one. When does season two start? Well, we're working on that. Um, we are going to do, like you said, season two, Hulkamania is dead. Um, soon. Yes, yeah. very soon. And that's, of course, Jimmy, preview everybody, line them up, what's going on. Uh, so we're going to be looking at uh, the year of 1984. Yep. Yes. When the Iron Sheik beats Hulk Hogan, uh, or Hulk Hogan beats the Iron Sheik, uh, he was offered a large sum of money by Vern Gagne and some other promoters to actually go into business for himself and break Hogan's leg. So we altered the Which timeline. Which he was more than capable of doing. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we go into a time machine and we altered the timeline. Yes. And this is our story. Of the Iron Sheik breaking Hogan's leg. Hogan deciding that he's fucking... Not, he's already had his leg broken once by uh, Hiro Matsuda. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, you know what? Fuck wrestling. I've already done, ro- done Rocky, so I'm going to focus on Hollywood. So... What would the wrestling industry look like without Hulk Hogan? What would that time period of the mid to late 80s look like without Hulk yeah. Hogan? Kind of like 85 to 93 stretch, and we'll yeah. do it out in uh, do you have like a series of... Fucking Pepe Sylvia board with like... We're working on it. We're, get, we're getting there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're working there. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to think of a way to introduce the... Um, because obviously the Sheik will still be champion, but we'll see what will happen with the aftermath of the do, breaking the leg. Do a side podcast where it's just like the the story of Brutus Beefcake <laughs> during this time. <laughs> Please do. Or do like a series of five minute bumps. Yeah, like really. Like, Every time we do one, you do an aftermath yeah. of Brutus, just <laughs> depressed, just rudderless. You know, ninety to ninety one, yeah. still on coke. <laughs> Coke money ran out. Yeah. Now cutting it with baking soda. It'll be like Rorschach's journal for Brutus Beefcake. Terry says I'm no longer allowed on set. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, but yeah, join us for that. Uh, that'll be coming up soon. Um, of course, we got everything on our singular iTunes feed, Retromania, but we're always on moholeradio.com and there feed and you guys movie the podcast you guys got a theme coming up what's going I think on it's over Hugh there lie so i think we're doing all uh hugh jackman movies nice. oh man huge yeah. act man and we're gonna do all uh i want to pick all the movies where he's desperately trying to tell everybody he's gay but nobody seems to pay attention so <laughs> we're gonna do the greatest showman like les mis and... prestige yeah okay. i love the prestige it's a good uh, movie that's one of my movie. favorites um I, my buddy and I were watching, we went and saw Logan together, and yeah. we just always riff and like, puns. So, at the end, I was like, the credits go up, and I said, huge act, man! And he just gave it, like, the <laughs> slow clap, and he was, like, geeking off of it. But he joined in with the clap, yeah. but yeah. Great movie, though. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. Um, 
Yes. Yeah, so, Hugh Jackman loves being in musicals and has a wife that looks like an old bootleg. He's like the prettiest <laughs> man on earth. Like, yeah. It's like we get it, man. It's cool. Just tell us. He's so kind, right? Yeah. <laughs> we know you're from Australia, and they probably like it's probably illegal down there. But <laughs> you're in LA now. It's cool. Timmy inside it. Four hundred dollar reduce. Tobias. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for joining yeah, us, Sean. Yeah, um, catch Molehole Radio and Movie the Podcast, Inept Super Villains, uh, Scrolling the Feed, the new podcast with TJ, L, and I. Um, and then Jimmy and I are going to be here with uh, Season 2 of Retromania. Yeah. Uh, Love Scrolling the Feed, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. First episode to listen. Thanks. I dig it. Yeah, second episode, we're kind of talking about old men being uh, against SoundCloud rappers. <laughs> <laughs> But it's fun. We talk about whatever's in your feed and going on, and uh, yeah, kind of make it a timely reference. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody, thanks for listening. Yep. We'll see you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks.